0: Welcome to Asia Rising, the podcast from La Trobe Asia, where we discuss the news, views and general happenings of Asian states and societies. I'm your host, Matt Smith, and with me today is Dr. Patricia Fenner, Senior Lecturer in the Department of Public Health at La Trobe University and Course Coordinator of the Art Therapy Program. Mm -hmm. Thank you for joining me today, Patricia. Thank
1: you very much, Matthew.
0: Today we'll be discussing an art therapy program used to address mental health problems in Samoa, so, Patricia, how did you get involved in, in this kind of project?
1: Mm, yes, I, it was a surprise to me when I was invited to become involved and a great pleasure. Uh, I was approached by senior staff and project staff from St Vincent's Hospital who are part of the Asia-Australia Mental Health Program. They are engaged in all sorts of programs across Asia and they had a particular interest in Samoa and working in response to a request from Samoa to involve the arts in mental health promotion in that country.
0: And what was your background? What led them to to give you a call?
1: Well, I suppose I coordinate the Master of Art Therapy here at La Trobe University, which has a pretty high profile nationally and increasingly internationally. And I've worked in mental health before coming to La Trobe University in an academic role and as an art therapist in mental health services as well as in senior management. So I'd been in that kind of patch for a while. And those two things in combination had drawn me to their attention.
0: Mm. But did you have any idea what you were going into when (laughs) when you say Samoa?
1: (laughs) You've never been to Samoa. Never been there. I, uh, I had to look it up yeah, on the map. <laughs> yeah, of course. So I, I sort of on the way to Hawaii, out there in the deep blue sea, and uh, a very small, physically small country with a small population of 200,000 people approximately, but with a very big punch and impact. They're a very strong community, very strong people, very interesting country, a very proud people who I have to say I learned a lot from.
0: Just because of your lack of knowledge on the area before heading over there, were you apprehensive about the experience at all?
1: I figured I was there to learn as much as I was to perhaps advise and support the project as it was rolled out. Yeah. And this is a project that was not about me. I suppose you could say I was the discipline expert because this was a project about art making and mental health recovery. It was about our awareness of mental health issues in the community in Samoa as a way of supporting individuals who experience mental illness because we know that mental illness is affected by the context and how people actually understand the needs of people who have uh, mental health issues. So it had this community dimension as well as an individual dimension about addressing the lived experience needs of people who suffer from trauma and other issues to do with psychological wellbeing.
0: So can you walk me through a bit what the perception of mental illness is in Samoa and Mm. how it kind of maybe differed from other situations that you've worked in?
1: Look, I think it has a lot in common with other situations I've worked in. In actual fact, I think I've got a lot of experience in this area in the Australian context. The lack of awareness, the lack of understanding of what we would call a mental health issue uh, in Samoa has got a lot of things in common. I think a lot of the strategies that are being employed are similar to what's happening in New Zealand and in Australia. However, it's within a backdrop of a very different cultural context. Uh, The notion of self within the the Samoan context is a much more multi-dimensional one than we have here in Australia. The role of being in one's village and one's community extends the notion of self substantially from what say you or I would here in Melbourne, Australia with a kind of European backdrop where we're far more individualistic. And this means that how people's challenges to their mental health have been dealt with on those sort of broader village uh, community levels previously. So the whole conceptualisation of what might be a mental health issue is different. There are sort of impacts of depression and anxiety in Samoa and the more low prevalence issues that we have here of schizophrenia, bipolar disorder and so on. They, as in any country, can be supported by greater communication within the community about what these experiences are and more education. And I'd say in that sense, the way of dealing with this in Samoa can be handled Similarly to Australia, but the discussions will have that kind of multi-dimensional feel to them about, you know, how a person is within the community, how their relationships in the community can be a part of the way that they cope, even more so than in Australia.
0: Before we w- w- wade into that side of thing a bit, can you give me a bit of a background on what your role was
1: sure. over
0: there, and uh, and what an art therapist is going to bring to the mental health?
1: I went with colleagues from Asia Australia Mental Health who were able to talk about the recovery construct. Uh, The recovery construct is one that's very big in the USA and now in Australia and dominant in all our mental health services in Victoria, for example. And this is a construct which is much more empowering to individuals who experience mental illness. It's a more democratic, you could say, construct and way of thinking of mental health care. My bit was to look at how the art-making process can enhance those values and can enhance independence and uh, as a low-cost way of actually supporting people to both gain recognition for their mental health issues in the community through things like having an art exhibition and that being displayed in a very public place, which is what happened in this project. Right. So that's kind of like a public health intervention, which was sort of the construct that I brought to this. And the other is the very individual level of it, which is the art making for one self and how making art actually supportive of mental health in general. So there were these two dimensions that I was bringing. One was the public health community dimension, the kind of health promotion component. And that was through some education, some professional development, supporting the project to lead up to an art exhibition at the end of the six months that I was involved. Mm. Indeed, that was rolled out very, very successfully. My bit was small, The vast, uh, overwhelming uh, rollout of the project was done by people in Samoa who are the mental health services and a group called Tia Papata Art Centre who uh, ran art groups over the period of six months between my visits.
0: So who were the sort of people who were doing these art projects?
1: A variety of people, adults as well as children and youth. Two of the groups that I was most involved with were Samoa Victim Support Group, which is kind of a refuge, they refer to it as a shelter, for young women who've suffered violence in the family, environment, violence and uh, trauma of different kinds and they have been removed for a period of time from their families and these girls uh, live together in a shelter to be safe and to hopefully regain a capacity to become independent back into the community in a safe way. The other group was an organisation called Goshen Trust, and Goshen Trust is uh, similar to what we here would call a psychiatric disability support and recovery service. Um, We're people with depression, anxiety, schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, these sorts of illnesses, live in order to gain some rehabilitation. So they would be involved in activities of daily living, gardening, learning how to live independently again or interdependently with others and to stabilise their mental illness and to become useful members of the community again.
0: I want to kind of get a sense of if there are any challenges taking the sort of methods that you usually work and applying it to such a, a different culture.
1: The challenge was being able to do what I can do and negotiating that in a way that was introducing that as a possibility yeah. for the Samoan community because it was quite clear whether it be the arts people, whether it be the mental health services, whether it be these two services or some of the other services or individuals who came along and did, I ran workshops, people came and participated in those workshops, was this going to speak to them? The challenge was actually not saying, I know what you need, because I didn't. I literally could only offer what it is that I know, but I have done some investigation of how arts and health can be useful in the Asian context prior to going to Samoa. So I have done some thinking about how what we offer is flexible enough to be adopted by various cultural contexts. Mm. So it wasn't kind of branding it with an Australian flavour. It was saying this is what art seems to be able to offer people in a variety of cultural contexts because I'd explored China and Singapore and some other cultures before going to Samoa. So it was really looking at a model of arts and health which can be made malleable and flexible and to be taken over and owned by another group of people, which is what we were hoping to do with this project. Not to say this is the right way, but here is a modality Mm. and here is a set of procedures or some ideas that you might be able to use and make fit how you want to and see what you've already got going. Because this is the thing, what are local practices in the arts in Samoa? How can those practices be kind of fashioned up in a way that enhance the health and well-being needs of that country? This gets complicated because in a country like Samoa, there are fabulous art practices which have been there for millennia, and then there are some arts practices more recently introduced. The fact is Samoa owns them all these days and it's up to them how they then go about taking these up to be potential tools for mental health recovery and uh, health promotion activities. And I think our project was an attempt at that being successful and I think it was successful. Yeah. yeah. How mm. was
0: that demonstrated? Did they take the project and, and run with it and put their own yeah, marks Yeah, you bet.
1: And... The rollout of the project was overwhelmingly initiated by Samoans, overwhelmingly rolled out by Samoans and continues to this day yeah, to yeah. flourish within the Samoan community. I think we had an important part to play in adding an ingredient to that mix, but in the end it's Samoan driven.
0: Yeah, yeah. It sounds like a great kind of thing because not only is it encouraging the people who have suffered mental health trauma to think about themselves and and hopefully get improvement in themselves but also it encourages the cultural aspect of it. Absolutely. And uh, yeah. which is which is great on on two sides there. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's right. And there was kind of no way we were saying this is something that you haven't got. Mm-hmm. It was more about you've got this, let's see if we can recognize this and think about it in an amplified way to the end of supporting health promotional activities around mental health and mental health recovery.
0: I'm interested in what the reception was like of the art exhibition that you had on and uh, how the people who were doing the art projects responded to the therapy.
1: The, first of all, the exhibition was held in a government office in the centre of Arpia, So it was in the foyer and was visited by a lot of uh, local people, government officials, uh, mental health professionals. Services who were involved in the project, uh, friends of theirs, and families, of course. So there was a very big turn up to the exhibition itself. The impact on people who had made art that was uh, exhibited was very positive because a lot of these people uh, may never have had a community voice in this way. This was high profile community input with high status. And that was a first for a lot of people. So that's already a win. Mm. Uh, That's already a good thing for people who may have challenges to their self-esteem through the experiences of trauma and mental illness that they had. So this is already a good thing. The other thing is for the general community to actually see the capacity of people who might have been sort of put to the side in some ways, not intentionally necessarily, but perhaps through lack of awareness. also because they're living in a shelter or living in a community mental health program, which is in Samoa as well as in every other country in the world, not the mainstream anymore. So it's about giving a voice. The other side of it is actually receiving that voice, seeing the artworks. And mental health professionals were making statements like, you know, I haven't got this art capacity. These Mm. people are really skilled. These are people who've got a lot to say through their art.
0: What did you get out of the project? How did you come away looking at things maybe a little bit different?
1: That's a really good question. It's really good for people like me to do projects like this. Art therapy was birthed in English-speaking countries in Britain and in America primarily and has come to Australia over the last 20 to 30 years. And I go to Europe mostly for conferences and I do research here in Australia mostly. So going to Samoa was a completely different environment for me to work in. I was impacted upon by just being in a country that I I didn't know anything about that was so much smaller than countries I'm usually engaging with but who were there to teach me things and I was taught a lot about community strength and about the values which are very different from our individualistic approaches. I mean we in the Master of Art Therapy that I coordinate we have a whole subject on culturally responsive practice and I think we endeavor to be as aware as we we can and to be kind of not arrogant in the way we do our work. But there's nothing like being in other cultures to actually drive home the very Eurocentric and Eurodominant values that we have most Mm. of the time, which inevitably is what we can only do until we're educated. So it was fabulous professional development for me to take risks in a way by having risky conversations with people from another environment who were very, very open to me and fortunately I think that was a two-way process of openness. I thought it was a fabulous project and it continues and a lot of the success of the project was due to the initiatives of the people on the ground in Samoa.
0: So now that you've got this uh, this experience in your back pocket, what's the next step because this is hopefully going to be able to help roll out Mm. art therapy projects in Mm. different countries and different cultures. It's going to have applicable...
1: Yeah, I hope you're right. And I certainly have already had invitation from another country nearby in the Pacific who have asked for something similar to take place. We're working on that at the moment. Just over the weekend, I got an invitation from another country in Asia to come and do some work with mental health professionals in a university context to look at students' mental health needs this is a growing area there's no question about that Yeah, and each will be different even though I would imagine there'll be a lot of similarities as well
0: that's all the time we have today for the podcast my thanks to my guest today Patricia Fanner thank you
1: it's a great pleasure thank you Matthew
0: You've been listening to Asia Rising. If you like this podcast, you can subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. Reviews are appreciated and please tell your friends about it. You can find out more about Latrobe Asia at latrobe.edu.au forward slash Asia. Thanks for listening.